Anderson Cooper is back with season two of his podcast, All There Is. I'll sit down with President Biden in the White House for a conversation about the losses in his life and how he lives with them. I don't know anybody who welcomes grief, but you got to confront it. All There Is with Anderson Cooper is about how we can live on with loss and with love. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. My word is a Biden. They're always going to be with you. Listen to All There Is with Anderson Cooper wherever you get your podcasts. Wheelhouse DNA. My perspective on trust has changed so many times. Where I'm at right now, and I think that this is the best place that I could ever be in, is that give your trust. I give it knowing that it's going to get abused and knowing that that's okay. From Wheelhouse DNA and Acast, this is Comfort Food, a show about life, loss, grief, celebration, and the meals that support us through it all. I'm your host, Kelly Rizzo. Those were some incredible words of wisdom for my guest today. She's been through so much in her young life, and to be honest, I feel like I learned a ton during our conversation. If you didn't recognize her from her instantly iconic voice, my guest today is a total powerhouse. She first stepped onto the scene at nine years old while on the reality show Dance Moms, and it was only up from there. She is, of course, a dancer, but she's also a YouTuber, a singer, an actress, among so many other things. We competed together in Special Forces World's Toughest Test, where she showed all of us, myself included, her endless well of strength and determination. So without further ado, please welcome to the studio, Jojo Siwa. Hi, Jojo. Welcome to Comfort Food. Thank you so much for being here. You're like a comfort person. Right. Welcome to Comfort Food with the comfort person, Kelly Rizzo. (laughs) Wait, you're going to make me cry. Like, that just made my day. Thank you. Because, number one, that's the goal. Yeah. However, especially coming from you and especially coming from what we just did together and how we know each other. Yeah. To be able to be like a source of comfort for each other. Yeah means a lot it does it's it's weird how like there we were a sense of comfort you know and obviously but then like even so after the fact like that's how I feel when I'm around Nick and Tyler as well like I feel like I'm so safe when I'm with these people now like it's it's crazy although I gotta say I'm a little bit offended you didn't just come to the bathroom with me (laughs) I just went to the bathroom right before we sat down and as I was peeing I was like Kelly's supposed to be with me right now. Right? This is really frustrating. This is fine. Jojo, fine. this is such a missed opportunity. I'm so sorry. <sighs> I can't believe we would be getting yelled at by the DS right now if they knew <laughs> I abandoned you on the way to the bathroom. I had to go alone. Could you imagine if we even attempted to do that oh, in New Zealand together? Gosh, no. I think... What do I want to know? I think there was maybe one time I tried... Like in the like day one, I was like, oh, it's fine. These rules aren't really rules. Yeah. And then somebody and then was like, realized, wait, whoa, whoa, where, where are you going? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, just kidding. We were, it's so weird because I always felt like like a little kid needing like my mommy to go to the bathroom with me. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. for a point in time, I was a 14-year-old kid who thought I was an adult. But then I was also a 14-year-old celebrity. And my mom was like, you cannot go anywhere alone like you know that right and I was like yeah she's like you can't go to the bathroom alone anymore and I was like oh okay like and so like I never did but then obviously at some point I hit 18 and I was we'd be in an airport and I'd be like back I'm gonna go find a bathroom like I'll be right back you know what I mean okay well that's a weird thing that I'd like to get into in a little bit that like I that's go something nowhere that alone no one else really has to deal with yeah I can't go anywhere alone and now now I have some freedom but it's like there's strict rules in place. There, It's more like guidelines that I follow. You know what I mean? That have just been from my childhood. But yeah. So one thing that I think people might be surprised to hear, because, you know, you are 20 now and you are yeah. an adult um, and have been legally for a couple years. But when we went to New Zealand to do special forces, that was the first time you were really away from your parents. Yeah. Like what for more than a day or for, more than a week or more than um I mean my parents ten hours take, like what, yeah. yeah I mean wh- yeah. what was the time period there? my parents like in the past have taken like an overnight trip to Vegas you know what I mean they'll go to Vegas stay the night and drive home the next day and someone will always stay at the house with me I will never stay alone or I just go to Vegas with them and I can stay in the hotel alone but like I won't leave the hotel that's like kind of a example of like a guideline you know what I mean like okay. I I'm fine to be in the hotel by myself but I can't leave the hotel by myself um. 
And so when I was going to New Zealand by myself, um, I actually like a week or two before I had to go to Ohio. And it was a very quick trip. I flew in, had a night, and then flew out the next night on a red eye back home. And it was for a quick job. Um, and I told my mom, I was like, look, I really want you to go for this. But I think for both of our sake, I need to go alone. And I was like, because it's a 24 hours. And I was like, and I'm going to be on the other side of the country. But in two weeks, I'm going to be in New Zealand. Because you knew you were going to New Zealand. And I was like, okay. let us take this as a baby step. Because otherwise, we're going to go from zero to 100. You know what I mean? Like, let's at least go zero to 60. Um I mean, honestly, though, I enjoyed it. I got to go to New Zealand with my two friends. Um, so they came I met with you me. guys on the plane. Yep, yep. We <laughs> Which were I don't think um, I've told that to anybody publicly yet that no, we actually we haven't. met on the plane, which, you know, we were supposed to be secret from each other. Everyone, no one was supposed to know the other cast members yeah. until we started filming. But you and I met on the plane. So, okay, usually here... The point of why I bring guests in is to usually talk about, you know, it's usually people who have gone through some sort of like loss or grief experience, like a really, really difficult situation. Yeah. And I know with you, it's a little different because as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's been, you know, a huge loss or traumatic like loss or anything nah. in your life. Which, um, God bless. Grand- right. Yeah, very, very lucky. So, I've I mean, very but lucky. you're young. You know, it's. Grandparents and friends like that, but not a, right. not a parent, not a sibling, not right. a kid. What I wanted to talk to you about, which I thought was really, really interesting, is just the dynamic that you've had of having the success that you've had in this life that you've had at such a young age where you've entered this world that, like, very few people ever get to experience, at least not at your age. And just, you know, you have become such an incredible, strong, amazing, worldly, uh, thoughtful woman throughout all of this and just a little bit about, you know, how you've come to this place and, you know, some of the things that have worked for you and haven't worked for you, some of the things that have helped and have not helped. So that's kind of what, you know, we'd like to dive into a little bit more today if that's good for you. I'm sure we're going to fall down 72 deep holes on that. Um, But yeah, no, it's, it's been a journey. It's been now, I can say it's been over half my life that's been in front of the world. Um, as I started when I was nine. Yeah. Uh, but I grew up in the competitive dance world, which is very intense. And and it, it's funny, like, a lot of things shaped me. I mean, everyone's life obviously shapes them to the way that they are now. Right. You know what I mean? Everything that you go through in life. But I see a lot of my past, and it checks out with a lot of my insecurities. And it also checks out with some things that I'm most proud of. You know what I mean? It's it's on both ends of the spectrum. And... um. My past has helped me get through things, but my past has also held me back from things. Um, yeah. And it, I mean, I'm an open book about it, so you can you can literally ask me anything, and I'll and I'll pretty much answer. Uh, my my family always says I'm really bad with like privacy. Like, if something needs to be kept a secret, I got you. No one will ever know it. But with myself, I'm like, hey, I'm an open that's, book. Welcome that's how I am too. I'm like, I'm great at keeping a secret if it's not. Mine. <laughs> my secret. But mm-hmm. when it comes to myself, it's like, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, can never keep my own secrets, you know? My mom always would be like, the world doesn't need to know everything. And I didn't realize that till I started dating. Mm-hmm. Actually dating. I mean, when I, I had I had two boyfriends, one boyfriend and then one little, like, flingy thing. <laughs> um, they were both just very cute and sweet. But then once I actually had a serious girlfriend, I realized, like, oh, this isn't my life anymore. This is our life and her life and I felt like I needed to protect that and I realized like that's how my family looks at me that they have to protect that you know what I mean yeah and that's interesting because kind of in the same vein like when I met Bob you know he had been in this industry for 40 years before he had met me and he was very very fiercely private about his personal life in, in many ways and in my mind, I was like, what's the big deal? It's just like a cute Instagram post. Like, it, and he was like, no, no I, I like to keep some things. Yeah. You know, and you it, learn. Right. You learn by having things be so public. Then right. being like, ooh, I don't like that anymore. So then you. Right. And then yeah. by questioning yourself and let's say doing an interview, if you are a little too chatty, sometimes you're like, oh, wait, 
that feeling of, did I say too much? Did I say yeah. too much? Where next time you're like, you know what? I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah. It's just better to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I should tell you this just because we're here and I haven't, I haven't ever told you this. Um, but I, I feel like you'll appreciate it, especially because this is comfort food. Please. But um, my comfort show is actually Full House. <gasps> always has been, always will be. Um, like if for a lot of different reasons, like I, 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 I mean, every, literally every day I watch it. Um, but a few fun stories that I have about it is one day I was filming a movie and I was super duper anxious this day and I couldn't sleep. And if I need to sleep, I put on full house because it just brings me like, it just like calms me down. I can just watch it. I enjoy it. I have all, literally I have every episode memorized so I like can close my eyes and I can just Aww. visualize it. Um, anyways, I was on the phone with my girlfriend, but I didn't have a TV and she had to go to school and she was like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put, why I didn't just go on YouTube, I don't know, beyond <laughs> me. But she put, she left her phone at her house, she lived in Florida, and put full house on her TV and put FaceTime up so I could see her TV. And then I had my FaceTime up and then I fell asleep while watching her. Is that, like, does that make sense? <sighs> and, um. Well, Bob would love to know this. Yeah. And did you ever meet him? I did. I got to meet him at the Fuller House premiere. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, so I met him. I mean, that was probably, I would have been 12. So, I was, oh my God, that would have been like eight years ago. Wow. Well, I were, I, that's crazy. I didn't go to the Fuller House premiere because I started, we started dating right before season two. So I would go got to it. all the season two tapings. Got it. But um, I do remember. He was incredible. Around during the pandemic time is when I started following you on TikTok. And I loved all your TikToks, of yeah. course. And I would show him. I was like, look how cool she is. Like, look how cute she is. Like, look at her. And then I remember at one point I was like, we have the same birthday. And he's like, that's cool, honey. That's cool. But I would, I remember I would show him your TikToks. Stop and he was it. like, oh, my God. She like, she's so cool. And I don't remember if he was like, oh, I think I, you know, if yeah. he knew the connection. Yeah. But I definitely... 1,000% used to show him your TikTok. Yeah, I, uh, I love him. He was yeah. one of the celebrities that I met. And at the time, like, I I mean, I was young. I was 12, right? right? And so I met him, and I know I did it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean this in the best way possible, and you'll know what I mean, especially coming from a 12-year-old's perspective. I didn't know Bob Saget. Right. I knew Danny Tanner. Right. And so, Very normal. Very normal. And so I met him, and I was like— I went back to my mom and I was like, he is not like Danny Tanner. Right. He <laughs> I was like, said a bad word. I was like, he's really nice. He was so nice to me. So nice to me. Oh my God. Him, um, Dave and John that night were so, oh, and, 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 and I mean, they all were nice. Um, but the three boys were so nice to me that night. Um, oh. but I just remember being like, no, he's not like Danny Tanner. It's Danny Tanner, but it's not Danny Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, honey, he plays a character. And I was like, I know, but I don't know. I just wanted to like vacuum with him or something. Yeah. He came <laughs> to embrace it much more even the last few years. Really? He went through a big period where he was trying to distance himself because he's like, oh, I don't want to be known as the family guy, you know. and As America's father. Right, right. <laughs> Which he always loved that. He really Daddy Danny. That people, <laughs> that people, I mean, he would have people coming up to him all the time saying, uh, "You, I didn't have a father and you raised me. Yeah. He had that all the time and Unreal. it really touched him. And yeah. so he was took that very seriously. I remember when I was little being like, I want to parent my kids the way Danny Tanner parented his yeah. kids. You know what I mean? I always just think that. Oh. Well, yeah. from your mouth to God's and Bob's ears, he's he's hearing that right now. Yeah. So thank you for saying that. Well, speaking of comfort show, let's talk about your comfort food. So you gave uh. me a long list. <laughs> And we are going to bring it in here for you right now. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Um, but tell us a little bit about what you said your comfort food was. Because when we're here and it's in front of yep. us, we're going to eat your favorite comfort food while chatting about stuff that, you know, I'm it'll, so it'll, it'll help make things more cozy. Yeah. When you asked me my comfort food, honestly, I panicked. And I was like, oh, God, what's my comfort food? And um, I, I sent Kelly like a list of like 50. Literally, I was like, any breakfast item, a carbonara, a spaghetti squash, <laughs> chicken and peas and white rice, boiled sausages and tomato sauce and <laughs> onion, which actually, like, oddly would bring me so much comfort. But but I, I ultimately decided, I was like, no, no, you know what? Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving vibe, a turkey dinner, you know, we got anything that comes with Thanksgiving, cranberry, stuffing, pumpkin, I mean, anything you, anything you cook, a mashed potatoes and gravy. I was like, that, that is my... It just all right. Makes me feel at home. Well, 
ask and you shall receive. And oh my God. bring it in here in a second. But uh, <gasps> oh my God. Here we go. I'm <laughs> so excited. <gasps> Thank you. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Let me take a Okay. Yep. Yep. You got hers. <gasps> and mac and cheese. Oh, heaven. I do Thank love you. mac and cheese. <gasps> this looks amazing. Guys, cranberry sauce. I purposely didn't eat anything besides a yogurt today. All right. Well, let's so, try this. Let's explain. Mm. We've got some turkey. Some, uh, ooh, turkey and stuffing, mm. which, you know, I almost didn't see the stuffing here. Turkey stuffing. Some mashed, mashed potatoes, potatoes and gravy. This stuff is my favorite. Cranberry, cranberry sauce. sauce. And some mac and cheese. Wait, really good mac and cheese. Mm. Right. Did you make this? I did not. I did not. I cannot take credit. See, that's the thing. I think for some episodes and for some guests, like if maybe I have a chef or something on, like maybe we'll make something. Or if somebody's favorite comfort food is like a cocktail, then we'll make it. But for the most part, um, I want it to be like what you envision it to be, not yeah. like my creation, you know? So it's like we're going to get it from a place where they do it well. Mm-hmm. You know? Or wherever this is from, mm. they did it dang good. Oh, my God, this is crazy Thanksgiving vibes right now. What is your comfort food? So mine would be very specifically like my Nana's pasta. Mm-hmm. My Nana, who passed away a few years ago, she made like the best, you know, because she was my dad was born in Sicily, but she was – born in Sicily, obviously. So she made like the best pasta sauce. But if I couldn't have her specific pasta, then I'd probably say pizza. Okay. Or like an In-N-Out burger or something. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's whatever works. It's whatever gets the job done. Right. Oh man, this, uh, this is the best podcast I've ever done. <laughs> Including my own. We, we aim to please. We aim to please. Mm. I mean, you know, where do you go where you're going to get Thanksgiving dinner while you're. While I'm you're like, on. all right, well, podcast is over, everybody. I gotta, I gotta go. I'm gonna take my plate and run. Okay, so going back to special forces for a second. Yeah. What's so interesting is, first off, I did have a quick thought of, should I serve this to her in like one of those mess tins? Oh my god, I would have loved it. I would have loved it. What I want people to understand is that JoJo. <laughs> Embraced it. <laughs> Embraced this craziness and what many of us were calling hell on earth. You loved it. I remember day one, like we were looking at those cots and I was like, oh, how is my old back going to sleep on this? You're like, I love this. This is like <laughs> summer camp. I never went to summer camp. This is amazing. And you loved every part of it. You loved the food. The first night the food was like so great. Lackluster. It was and amazing. You're you like, this is my favorite meal. It really was. Literally Chicken my favorite and meal. white sauce. The day before we went to the show, my best friend was like, what do you want me to make? Or uh, before we went to selection. My best friend was like, what do you want me to make for you to eat? And I was like, honestly, like, because she was like, you need one last, like, good meal. And I was like, grilled chicken, white rice, and peas. We get there, night one meal, white rice, peas, and chicken, and, like, some weird-ass white jelly. Like, it was some (laughs) weird white jelly vibe, but... It was like a white... It was like a chicken a la king. It was great. Which you would be too young to remember. Like, there was a big, big time in the 80s when frozen TV dinners, and Red especially thing. chicken a la king frozen TV dinners from like Stouffer's was like a big thing. You would not remember that. You did love pretty much every aspect of being there. Mm-hmm. But there was one thing that I didn't know at the time, but watching the show back, it really kind of broke my heart. And you might know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. It was after your interrogation, you went into like the drawing room where we dried or wet clothes. Yeah. And you kind of had a moment where yep. you cried. Yep. You kind of broke down for a second. It was like six minutes long. Like I was in there for a while. Yeah. And I, obviously I didn't know what was happening at the time, but you said, I guess in your um, voiceover, that you, you're, you know, whenever you're going through something tough, you set a timer mm-hmm. and allow yourself to be sad, to cry, to be upset for... That amount of time. X amount of time. And I was like, this girl, with the life that you've had and being under the spot, being in the spotlight, being under all this pressure, that you 
need to set a timer to let yourself be sad. And it's yeah. genius in a sense, but in, in a way, I was like, the fact that she even need, feels the Has need to do, to do that. Has had to do that, yeah. It's, I started it, actually, when I was in, um, did I start it in my relationship? Or did I, no, I started it after. So I started it when I broke up. Um, so I went through, my first relationship was amazing. The girl really is awesome. Um, she was awesome and she still is awesome. Uh, we dated for nine months, my first real relationship. I would say my first love. And we broke up while I was on Dancing with the Stars. And that was really hard because Dancing with the Stars was my, like, peak of my life. And then I've got my, like, I I mean, look, the breakup was my choice, but that doesn't make it any right. easier. It almost makes it harder because you know you're hurting the other person. You know what I mean? And it, I was basically left with no choice but to end things. And it, it's tough because, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a peak in a valley. And so I would want to stay focused and I would want to be into stars and I would want to be turned on and switched on and practice and be happy and be excited but then at the same time my heart is just shattered and I would suppress 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 but then I would like explode because I realized like I need to feel this and so I would literally come home from rehearsals set a timer like and be like you need to be sad for 10 minutes because it's in you but you're not allowing it to happen and then I would be able to go back and focus um I remember it's actually (laughs) real It's actually really smart. But if when you, you can, need it, <laughs> did, I mean, did it work? Like, did you stick to it? Or you're like, all right, time's up. Like, I'm, I'm. Yeah, it was I'm like, time, time up, wipe those tears and let's go. Like, wow. put, put the game face on. And my partner, too, Jenna, um, on Dancing with the Stars was really good about being there for me in this time. Um, she, we would have rehearsals and she wouldn't talk to me about it. She knew it happened. Literally, the day it happened, I walked into her trailer and I was like, it happened. I did it. And, like, she was like, how are you? And I was like, I got to just be happy today because it's show day. It was the day we did the Prince Charming and Cinderella dance. So it was uh, fourth show. And, I mean, I I had no choice. Fifth show. Sorry, fifth show. And I had no choice but to get through that day with a positive smile. And so I was like, I got to get through today. I'll feel it tomorrow. So then the next day we go in for rehearsals. And we do all the rehearsals, whole thing. And we end. And we don't talk about it. And as we're walking out, she goes, now I want to ask you, how are you? And I broke because I knew that she had both of our priorities straight. I'm an 18-year-old in a relationship. We all knew it wasn't going to last for forever. You know right. what I mean? Like, I thought it did, but everyone around right. me is like, you're a kid. Like, right. You need that perspective. You're going to get your, yeah, yeah this is what it is. And so she was like, but I know you're hurting. And so now that our priorities are done, I want to ask you how you are. And it, like, it gave me so much comfort to know that, like, she really cared and she had me, but she also cared about me enough to keep me straight and to keep my head on, screwed on. You know what I mean? She didn't let me break in the beginning. Um, yeah, I mean, it's that. So that breakdown and that when I talked to them was day six. So it obviously aired episode one. Oh, okay, but when okay. I went into the dry room, that was day six. OK, got it, got it, got it. And I just needed a second. I needed to take time for my like I just needed to be alone. I needed to cry because I didn't. Right. Everyone and, and and you can you can attest to this. Everyone there, I was the cheerleader. I was the 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 positive bubble. You know what I mean? Like if you needed to be like, yo, there's light at the end of the tunnel, you would look at me fucking tap dancing in the corner. Yeah. You know? And so I really tried to do that because I knew like that I have the chance to bring that energy to people and I have that chance to make people smile, make people laugh, make, make people giggle. And that's all I want to do. You know, if I can bring anyone a little bit of light, that's what I want to do. And is so I knew pressure, that was kind of there. Like to do that, get is that overwhelming? It's, to where like, do you feel like, okay, I've been this cheerleader. Like, oh God, it's... I like to be that person. too much pressure to always be the cheerleader. Does that ever get to you? I like, I like it when, okay, because... I feel like this. Sometimes I think I can come across as annoying. I think my positivity can sometimes, for somebody, I think you're in a little bit of a different position because you're a girl. You're, we kind of vibe, you know what I mean? But someone like Tyler, for example, is a great example. Tyler's a 30 year old man. He uh, gets attention from every girl in the world if he wants it. Right. You know what I mean? And so t- someone like Tyler is going to look at me being all positive and be like, come on, guys, like, blah, 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 put your buttons on and be like, dude, just shut up. Like, stop. Like, you're literally annoying. You know what I mean? But once I think everyone there realized, like, 
that I had I had I had the best intentions for everyone else before my own. Like I was never positive for myself. I when I took my time for myself, I went and sobbed in the other room alone. But I was really doing that so that way everyone else had some sort of light there. And I think once everyone realized that, once I realized they realized like, oh, she does shut up at some point, then it became like, all right, she's cool. I remember, I don't know, were you did you leave before this transition happened? Because at one point, day two, I became wardrobe police. Remember, I'd be like, oh, yeah. buttons, armband, yeah. hat, which, was, glove, which was amazing. Pocket. Which was amazing. And at some point, the boys were all like, they would like roll their eyes at me when I would be like, your third button. And they'd roll their eyes, but then they'd fix their button because they knew I was right. Yeah. But then after 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 a few days, like I, I vividly can picture Tyler saying to me, like, Georgia, will you check my outfit? <laughs> like, and like yeah. they all flipped. And once they realized, like, shit, she really is looking out for us, you know because what I mean? Because it was authentic. So basically That's what we thing. can say to the people out there is that. this positivity and this outlook not only does it, A, come from a good place, yeah. but it's really Real. you. And that's what I think. I think a lot of people, when they first meet me, might think that it's fake or forced. But then once they realize that it's genuine and it's real and it's authentic is a great word, then it's like, oh, wait, that's a really cool energy. You know what I mean? And, I mean, I will literally, like, it's like they say, like, put ketchup on your face to make your date laugh. Like, give me the ketchup bottle and I'll squirt it over everyone in the restaurant <laughs> if you think it'll laugh. You know what I mean? Like... And sometimes that stabs me in the back. Well, you did that for everyone. Thank in you. The, in the bunkhouse at Special Forces, like you truly did that for everybody. Thank you. I've, I feel like I've already asked you for like three things since you've been here today. Like the world you're in, you're probably having people like ask you for things constantly. Mm -hmm. People are always, I mean, whether it's for, you know, oh, let's get a selfie. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do that. Come to my charity event. Uh, come do my podcast, whatever it is. But you, because you're so positive and happy and giving and generous and kind, your natural inclination is to, of course, want to help people. Yes, yeah. But does it ever get to just be too much? Mm. I try to make sure it doesn't. I try to make sure I don't get too overwhelmed. I try to make sure that... I have something every day that is just for me. And I've really found that working out is my safe zone. Like, if I can work out every day, I'm fine. And driving myself, fine. Like, I, if I have to take car service, someone else is with me. It's not my vibe. But if I can just take my own car, I can have that time in my car to just be alone. Like, I, I do really find comfort in my alone time. Um, look, I have no shame in saying no. If there's something that comes up that I don't want to do, No. Even like, and and forgive me if this sounds wrong, but like some charity stuff will come up. And I'm very passionate about a few things. I have my own charity, um, Georgia Sioux Childhood Cancer Foundation. I'm a board member on um, Dancers Against Cancer, which is I've worked with for the last, literally since I was 10, decade of my life. Um, Tyler's Foundation for his mom. Um, Andrea, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just at his event. And um, that's for college students. There's... A lot. I've done stuff with my friend's place, Make-A-Wish. Like, there's so many charities that I'm very passionate about. But I have been approached by charities that I would have nothing to do with. And it's, it's, I want to help out everywhere that I can. But there have been things that have been brought to me that I would look crazy if I said yes to. And right. so there's some stuff that I'll donate in private to, donate anonymously, or donate publicly, but just not post about you know what I mean but um you can't spread yourself too thin and you also no. have to be authentic to who you are yeah and, and I, I think yeah. it's important about giving in things that you truly are passionate about and truly do believe in um and it's it's tough it's tough to not spread yourself too thin especially with jobs no shame in saying no no shame in saying no if if my first thing that I ask for for a job is what are the dates because I want to do as much as I can and so what are the dates? Am I available? That's step one for me. If I'm fully available, then odds are it's going to be a yes. If something's already there, then odds are it's going to be a no. And then, I mean, where does it live? That's my second question. And then my third question straight up is what do I get paid? You know what right. I mean? It's like, how much time do you need of mine? And I mean, no one works for free, but like right. the softball game every year, count me in. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it takes a lot of time. It's three days of your life. You don't get paid, but it is the best thing ever. And I would do it every year.
What about like this? I'm so interested to hear your answer on this. So like, what about trusting people? Because <laughs> you have got to like after. <laughs> oh, well, I, I see you might have some things to say. Yeah, um, plenty. After, you know, just the life you've had and being in the public eye for so long. Yeah. And from such a young age, I'm sure there have been people who have either tried to take advantage or that have tried to infiltrate and you haven't been able to trust. Obviously, you have such a special circle around you, which is your family. Yeah. But what's that been like navigating that and then keeping your circle close? Like, how does all that work? Trust has been broken by a few family members. And that is what messes with me so hard because they're family. They're not like, that's not how it's supposed to work, but it's happened. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you know a bit about me and this show, you know I've been through a lot in the past two years. When I lost Bob, I struggled to make sense of what came next and how I'd get through the pain of grief. I found that it was so important to process my feelings, talk through it, and really take care of myself. Sometimes you just need or want someone to listen, and therapy is a great place to start. And therapy doesn't just have to be there for the big, life-shattering moments. It can help you navigate day-to-day emotions, problems, big decisions, and successes, too. It really empowers you to be the best version of yourself no matter what situation you're dealing with. Life never stops coming at you, and it's important to prioritize a bit of self-care as you're managing it all. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is entirely online, so you can dig in from the comfort of your home or wherever you want to be. Sometimes it's hard to even find the time for yourself, but it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and work with your schedule. It's so easy to join. Once you fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. The best part is, if you don't connect with your therapist, that's no problem. You can switch to someone else at any time for no additional charge to find the person you feel most comfortable with. Learn to make time for yourself with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash comfort food today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash comfort food. Anderson Cooper is back with season two of his podcast, All There Is. I'll sit down with President Biden in the White House for a conversation about the losses in his life and how he lives with them. I don't know anybody who welcomes grief, but you got to confront it. All There Is with Anderson Cooper is about how we can live on with loss and with love. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. My word is abiding. They're always going to be with you. Listen to All There Is with Anderson Cooper wherever you get your podcasts. Friend-wise, ex-girlfriend-wise, I mean, my, my trust has been taken for granted by a lot of people. Now, mind you, it's also been cherished by a lot of people and I have a lot of friends that haven't I have a lot of exes who also I don't have a lot of exes who haven't I have <laughs> literally one ex that hasn't um done any it's it's a, I've I've bad exes but I have one I have one good ex who I who I do wish a lot of good to um but I think I, look my perspective on trust has changed so many times where I'm at right now and I think that this is the best place that I could ever be in is that Give your trust. I give it knowing that it's going to get abused and knowing that that's okay. I've found comfort in like, yeah, I can trust you. And then I will have things where, you know, little red flags will pop up where it's like, ooh, ooh, but can I? And then I make the choice like, all right, you're either going to make the choice to continue trusting this person, even though you can see it coming, or you can you can stop talking, you can ghost, you can cut them off. But I, uh, I've just found a lot of comfort in being like, yeah, they they might they might stab me in the back one day, and that's cool. 
And it's like, it's a really wild, a really wild perspective that is honestly messed up, but it helps. Did you just blow my mind right now? Because, <laughs> well, first off, like I'm 44 years old. You're 20. Okay. The fact that you just, in a sense, like taught me something so profound and important right now, because that is such an interesting outlook and way to look at things. Mm-hmm. And like something that I'm dealing with that I've been dealing with is, you know, I look at like my last and this is something I'm telling Jojo. I've literally never said this publicly ever, ever to anybody. Well, my family and friends know this is a thing, but I've never said this publicly is like my last three big relationships two marriages and then a relationship that I thought was going to lead towards marriage um because I was married twice I mean obviously Bob you know nothing was his fault like you know what happened to him was an, an accident but my last three relationships I've had like the rug ripped out from under me yep like just everything's going amazing everything's and fine sudden... and even with Bob everything was perfect and wonderful and amazing and fine up until the last day and then the rug gets ripped out from under me yep so it was like everything's amazing and now my life went from this to this that in instantly. a day right and so going forward, it makes it really hard for me to be like, you know, in any future relationship to be like, let's not get too cozy. Here's what I here's what I would tell you. This is I, I this love is that a I'm... crap. It's a crap perspective. It's going to happen again. But you've survived it now three times. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if that's fair to say three. It might be more fair to say two. I don't know. I don't know um, what you're comfortable with. But yeah, you get what I'm saying. And your your life has kept moving. Yeah. You keep waking up. You keep eating food. You keep breathing. Yeah. You keep going to the bathroom. You keep yeah. talking to your friends. You keep having fun. You keep going out. You do, No matter what, time keeps moving. Your days keep going. And it is going to happen again. You just don't know by who. You don't know when. Right. And you don't know how. But. I think that's what's cool about getting older is like, for me, I can look back and be like, all right, it happened by an ex, it happened by family, and it happened by friends. It can happen by anybody. Anyone can anyone can hurt me. But right? I did it. I, I've, I've been through it now. I know I can get through it now. And so we just le- I call it lean with it, rock with it. <laughs> God, I love and you. <laughs> you know what I learned on forces is like when you fail, you fail. That's it. There's no, there's no... no Wake up the next day and they're like, hey, you failed yesterday. Remember that? That never happened. No. They never said, they never re-brought up a failure. And so I think of that too like this. Like, okay, that happened. Now I can linger and let that think about that. Or I can put one foot in front of the other. And it's way easier said than done. I look at things and I'm like, will it matter in a month? And if it'll matter in a month, then I'll care about it now. If it won't matter in a month, meh, it'll be fine. Yeah. And like what my sister, who you met, um, what yeah. she said... She goes, you know, it's also not fair to, let's say, punish future people in any type of relationship, whether it's a friendship or a relationship or whatever. It's not fair to punish future people for mistakes of past people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you still go into it with a clean slate. But it's, you know, understanding that, you know, Mm -hmm. shit's going to happen. But and it's weird, too. Like, you don't know what others have been through. You know what I mean? Like, you know yourself and. I think, too, this is like a girl thing. We think everyone knows. You know what I mean? Because I, we're always overthinking everything. Everything. Yeah. And, like, as a girl, I can look at my mom right. and know exactly what she's thinking. <laughs> and also, mm-hmm. as a girl, I can look at my dad. And this is a great example. Today, I'm having this great conversation with my dad, right? He's looking at himself in the mirror. He's, like, fixing something on his face. And I was like, Dad, thought about it. And I was like, I think we should consider, like, opening you up a chiropractic practice out here. Like, I know you would have to go to school, and I know it would have to be a lot because he was a chiropractor, but he would have to retake his board. So it would be like six months of school and then boards. It would be He'd be able to do it. I mean, he was a chiropractor for 20-plus years. And I was like, I think you should do Like, I think we could make it amazing. All my industry friends would go to you, and then they yeah. would recommend all their people. Like, you could actually have one of the most successful chiropractic. You could travel. You could have your own practice. Like, you could do whatever you wanted. Having this, like, deep, passionate conversation. And he goes, all right. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so then in my head, I'm like, okay, he doesn't like the idea. Okay, he's 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 mad that I suggested. Okay, he doesn't want to do it. And he's like, 
oh, you got to come see this thing that's on my face. And I was like, that is such a boy thing. Like, yeah. you know, girls are just overthinking, overthinking, overthinking. And boys are like, I wonder if I could win in a grizzly bear fight. Like, right. I love the boy brain. It's Thinking so a lot about the Roman Empire. Literally. <laughs> literally. Guys, JoJo is my new psychiatrist slash <laughs> therapist slash psychologist. I mean. I don't know how I, I can do therapy. I've never been, but somehow I can give therapy. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> I've never. I, tried I don't take bit, my own advice. I, but I, I go to my it. sister. She's not even like a licensed therapist, but she's so good at it yep. that she just. You she's know, your comfort she, she person. Helps me. Who and what, let's say, helps you the most? Like when either you're going through like like a struggle, a difficult time, mm-hmm. um, you know, feeling down, like yeah. what's the most helpful to you? And like, what do you do also for self-care besides yeah. working out? I know you just said working out. But. Um, I mean, I think my self-care comes in physical ways. So working out, dance, and indoor skydiving. Those are my three, like, do that and I'll be happy. Um, I love all your dance videos, of course. Thank you. Um, and then people, my mom. Without a doubt, um, my best friend Ezra. Um, he's a he's a very good comfort person for me. I have a, I have my different people. So if I need like a fun friend, don't talk about my problem. Mm-hmm. Let's go have fun, Ezzy. If I need a friend that I can like really rant it out to, and they will give me good advice. I have a best friend. Her name is Savannah. If I need my older sisters, I have two of the best older sisters in the world. They're fake older sisters, but um, I love them to death. And they'll, they'll give me, like, the good older sister, like, clear perspective on things. And then I um, I have one of my best friends. Her name is Kez. And I go to her when I need to, like, complain and, like, feel sorry for myself. And then she'll be like, nah, nah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. She's my you'll be fine friend. And I'm like, you know what? Yep, she's right. I will be fine. <laughs> you can add me to the list as your very, very older sister. Perfect. You're in. <laughs> no, it's it's true though. You know, I've learned I've learned some shit over the years. I've been you know, through but, it. <laughs> yeah. Um so this is a little a little meta, but when you're being interviewed and this is really interesting because you've been doing interviews now so, since you were nine. very, very young. Okay. Mm-hmm. So since you're nine. And obviously, when you're nine years old, your perspectives on things or what you know about something, because I mean, you know, what do we know at nine? What do we know at 12? Whatever, yeah. are going to change even from year to year. You're going to yeah. learn, like, you might yeah. say something at nine that you look back and you're like, oh my God, why did I say that when you're 12? And then at 18, you're like, oh my God, why did why I say did that? I at say 15? that. Right. So, whereas, you know, let's say once Honestly, you're an adult, you're probably a little bit more in your groove. Yeah. So, how have you nine-year-old me had some baller advice really this video is like what advice would you give to the world nine-year-old me was like i gotta say it in her voice (laughs) her voice back in the day was really great if i could give the world any advice it would be (laughs) to be yourself because if you're not yourself then like eventually you're gonna have to like stop faking whoever you are and nobody wants to deal with that that was my advice when i was nine (laughs) Like, that's good advice. It's good advice. <laughs> the tone, could she could tone it down a little bit. I look at videos from me back in the day, and I'm like, all right, she's a little much. But solid advice. Like, she 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 said it straight up. That's amazing. Yeah, I think as I've gotten older, I, I, I look back at my past, and there's some things that I would do where I would be like, all right, this, I know, I know what I look like in this, but I'm posting it anyways. I know I'm not going to like this in a few years, but I'm doing it anyways. And now I look back and I have all these memories of things where I'm like either like, oh, my God, why did I do it? But I remember at the time I was like, this is a great idea. And it was little things. I mean, like YouTube videos that I would do silly creative for that. I'm like, why? So, oh, my God, the other day I saw my jumbo bow that I used to wear when I performed. And this bow is I'm not kidding you. The size of a football. It is massive. And I put it on my head. And I looked at my mom and I was like, who let me go on stage like this? Like, I look insane. And she was like, (laughs) she was like, you loved it. And I was like, I know I did, but why would anyone let me do this? And she said, she said, because you loved it. And that was all that mattered because you loved it. Everyone around you loved it. And that's something that was like interesting to me. And I was like, all right, that's valid. Like if one of my kids in my girl group was like, I want to wear this. I love it. I was like, yes, 
you freaking better wear it because you love it and you're proud of it and you better stick that in your head and be so happy. Like that confidence. Um, I miss that. So, okay, well then, because I, even at my age now, I feel like in some ways I'm super confident. I'm very sure of my abilities in certain things. Like if you're like, okay, go on stage and you know, speak in front of people. I'm like, no, I can do that. Yeah. I know what, even in special forces, like certain th- of those things, I'm like, I can, I do, can that. do that. Yeah. I can do that. I'm very confident. With, like I can walk into a room full of people and be like, hi, everyone. Be very confident. Yep. But when it comes to then other things inter- that are more internalized, yeah. you know, I'll be like, oh my God, I posted that. Like, do people think I look weird? Yep. Do people, are people saying something about me? Yep. Are people, you know, like does, uh, you know, like, is he going to call? Like, why isn't he calling? Oh, my, he must not like me anymore. You know, like, there's all these insecurities that then you know, go through my you head. You want to hear what I do that's messed up? Yes, because your advice has been on point so far. <laughs> so my singing is something that I'm very insecure about. So I'll post bad singing videos. So that way I know they're bad. The world will tell me they're bad. And I know that they're right. I know that they're, you know what I mean? But then I'll post something good and I won't care what they say. Because if it's if it's good to me, cool. But if you, does that make sense? So like, I get yeah. the bad out of the way. Like I let them hate, and I let like them here, hate. Yeah, with say me. all the bad stuff. Say all like, the bad let's stuff. Make fun of it together. Let's make fun of it together, and then I'll post the good thing. And I don't care if they say bad stuff because they've already said it. You know what I mean? It's like already been crapped on. Is like, that the I, only thing that let's say you have your insecurities about? Because <laughs> like because to me you seem just like <laughs> the most confident person. Like you, you are so, con- so bad. I mean no. Just, all right give me something. Let's say people might not know that like something that people they think you're so confident about but you're not. My singing. Okay. My dancing. What? Um, My dancing I'm a little more confident in my skill in but I doubt myself a lot. I'm like, oh, you you can't pick up choreography fast. You're off. Someone's doing it better. Someone's working harder. But I I know once I get it, I'm good. But it's getting there that I'm very insecure about my body. So insecure about my body. It used to be very bad. Um, pre-dancing with the stars. Literally, if you look at videos from me from the time I was, I mean, that was when I was 18. So 18 and younger. From... So it would be like, I guess like 14 to 18, always in long sleeves, always covered, um, long pants, long, long, long sleeves. Um, I mean, I can only clothes. imagine from the, from this industry, the yeah. criticism that you probably mm-hmm. had, even if you're in the best shape possible and it you're did. so skinny and you're, the, you're probably still getting. I was a 16 getting... year old kid. Like, right. it doesn't matter what you I look like. I can't even imagine the body um, insecurity. And yeah, one day we were on Dancing with the Stars. It was day two. And my partner was like, are you wearing anything under your baggy, extra large black T-shirt? You 130 pound 18 year old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so to put it in perspective, I mean, I was little. Like I, anyways, um, she was like, are you wearing anything under your big black baggy T-shirt? And I was like, yeah, I have a sports bra on. And she was like, can you take your T-shirt off so I can see your body? I need to see your rib cage and your shoulders. I was like, oh, and she was like, what? And I just started sobbing. And she instantly knew what was going on. And this was literally day two. And she was like, all right. She was like, come on, let's go stand by the mirror. And I was like, no, don't make me do it. She's like, yes. And she took my hand and we went and stood in front of the mirror. And she was like, I mean, this is the best way possible. Take your shirt off. And I, I mean, I don't know, I was a sports bra on. And I was like, Jenna, I can't, like, I can't. Like, this is going to open a can of worms that I've suppressed for years. I'm fine how I am. Like, I can't, I can't open this can of worms. Not today, not here, not now, not this year. She was like, take your shirt off. And I mean, if Jenna told me to get on the ground and lick it, I would. Like, I would do it. She's like, like, you know that respect where you do anything yeah. that DS Billy said? That's me me to Jenna. I would do anything. <laughs> and so I, I did. And we looked in the mirror and we said some affirmations. And she said, she said, I'm going to help you because I know what you're, I know what's going on in your head right now. And she, she helped me. And she, she's who got me into working out. She's who got me into feeling good about myself, got me into body confidence. But it's still so hard I see myself and I I went through this I went through this phase where I didn't understand how bodies worked and and I I mean like I'll be I'll talk straight up and open about it because I think my experience can also help others and I mean I never had an extreme problem but I had a lot of confusion and a lot of things that I had to learn 
And I remember in the beginning of Dancing with the Stars, I weighed myself because I was like, I want to know like what I weigh in the beginning and what I weigh in the end. Yeah. And I started Dancing with the Stars at 134 pounds. Like, all right, pretty solid. Like, I'll take that. And for the record, let's explain that you're also very tall. You're very tall. You're 5'9"? Yeah, like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, five, okay. yeah. And I'm very evenly distributed. Like, my legs and arms and back and abs are, like, equally strong. It's it's very, it's a dancer body. And now I weigh about 164. But I'm smaller, more toned, more fit than I am then. So somewhere in the process of these last two years, my brain's like, yo, you've gained 30 pounds. How is that even physically possible? But then I, I see a photo comparison and I'm like, wow, you look much better now than you did then. And so please tricks on you. You know what I mean? And and it's 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 tough. But I've yeah, I've I've learned healthy lifestyle now, which is special. Well, that's thing so smart to do. because well that is a big thing because a lot of women hearing that when they only hear the numbers mm-hmm. and they don't realize that yep. different numbers and different weights are different for different people. It's and like crazy. what works for me might be way too skinny or way too heavy on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't, it's all about proportions and, and coming from a world where you had to live under somebody else's gun <laughs> for all intents and purposes when you're in this dance world. And like, you probably had to like stay at a certain weight and you have these people in these competitions, like telling you, you know, you have to look like this and you have mm-hmm. to do this. I mean, to be able to break free from that is probably so liberating for it's- you. Yeah, it's interesting. The dance world, I see it now. And I see, as a 20-year-old, looking at 12-year-olds that are in the dance world now, and I'm like, just stay on a good path. Stay on a good, good path. I have my girl group. Mm-hmm. They're so cute. I met them. I love them so much. And I, I have a, a 10-year-old, an 11-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 13-year-old. And so now they are at that age where they're going to start seeing themselves. It is, it's just how it goes. They're going to start seeing themselves in the mirror and start thinking things. Whether that's, oh, I have a pimple the size of Mount Everest or, ooh, why does my leg look like that? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's natural. And so it's been, it's been a joy to be able to be such a prominent person in their life to protect them and to teach them about girl life you know what I mean and to teach them that like look the amount of food that you put into your body whatever makes you happy and like to be able to be that person because for them I really I've realized that I'm somebody that they really look up to and really listen to and so I know my word is so valuable to them yeah I mean every day with girlhood brings a new adventure I mean I'm just dreading the day they fall in love oh I am dreading it. We hopefully it. have a few years before that. Oh, my gosh. So, I look at them and I'm like, just don't do it. Is this kind of a way with, let's say, the girl group to almost be able to look back on, like, little JoJo mm-hmm. and tell her the things that you wish you could tell her now, knowing what you know now? Absolutely. And I think every generation has learned more. Ugh. Every generation has learned more. The way that my mom and dad were raised— a lot different than the way my mom and dad raised me and a lot different than I'm going to raise my kids because the world's got more open. The world's got more accepting. The world's got more uh, celebratory. And so I think now, obviously, these kids are not my kids, but they are they are my babies. You know what I mean? And I care about them so much. And so I, I do get to help raise them, not in the way that their parents do, but in a way that a mentor would. And I think seeing the people that came before me, seeing the people that... I was mentored by taking their good and leaving out their bad. And now doing the same to these kids, giving them everything that I think is good. Some of it might be bad to them. And one day I told them this yesterday because we were, we were talking about choreography and I do all their choreography. And I was like, the goal is for one day you all to do what I do and start your own girl group. And then all those kids can start their own girl group. I, I was like trying to be like inspirational to them because we were talking about what it's like to choreograph. And I was like, what we could do one day, maybe when you guys are a little bit older, like if you wanted to choreograph for XOMG Pop, I'm not opposed to one of you doing a dance for Why not? You guys should do that. You know, it's cool to take initiative. And so I'm trying to pass on the good that I've learned. And then they're going to learn more good and then they're going to pass it on. All you can do is try your best. You know what I mean? one of those girls or just any kid that's, let's say, getting into the business 
whether it's acting, dancing, yep. singing, whatever it is, like, what would be the best piece of advice that you could give them that either you yep. did learn or that you yep. wish you had learned? If for one day you think you don't want to be here, take a day. If for one month you don't want to be here and you don't want to work in the industry and you don't want to go to work, stop. Because you can get wrapped up in it. You can get a pressure to feel like you have to do it. And, you know, there have been days for sure where I've been like, why don't I don't know if I want to be in the public eye. Never for a long period of time, though. And I tell my kids all the time, like, look, if there is a point in time where you need a day off, take your day off. I want you to take your day off. If you are if you need to go be a kid for a day and go, I mean, mini golfing, I don't know what kids do nowadays, lay in bed and play on TikTok, be my guest. But if after that day, you take a few more days and you realize you don't want to do it, you are so young. If you for one second think you have a chance at being a firefighter, leave now. Because the truth is, is not everyone is built for the public life. And it is a tough, tough life. And I think a lot of people see the glam that comes with our, our lifestyle and they see, you know, the fun events and the fun friends that you get to have. Like somebody's going to see me and think, oh, my God, that's so cool that she gets to be friends with Kelly Rizzo. You know what I mean? That's exactly what everybody is thinking right now, Jojo. People, <laughs> it's more the other way around. Yeah. People, mom, sweet, moms yeah. and dads with kids are looking yeah. at you and thinking, oh, my gosh, what I would give to sit with Jojo Siwa for my exactly. kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people see that, but they don't see that you are, I mean, you're, you're an incredible example and tell me to knock it off if you don't want me to talk about this, but no, you please. had to go through the hardest thing that anyone has to go through publicly yeah, in front of everyone. And here, which is so strange, which people it's just so strange. It, it's it impossible to explain to anybody what that's like because nobody, like, it could be my yep. sister who is the closest yep. person to me, but because she's it. not actually going through it, she'll never totally she'll never understand. Never actually know. That's so what I strange. tell. That's what's interesting about having other friends in the industry is they get it, and you right. you just you can you can get it and you can relate. Um, but I tell that to my family. I'm like, you just no one gets it fully. And it's it's tough. It's a weird position to be in. But yeah, just it, it's it's a great life, but you have to be built for it. Because if you're right. not, then it is I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. Every everything is public. And I've learned that my lifestyle actually scares people away. That I really care about people that I'm interested in, people that are interested in me discover my life and how I have to live and how public it is and get scared and run away. And that's something that I've just had to be like, you know what? I, I chose this life. I chose this career. I accept it. I love it. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. But dang, it can be a trade sometimes. It's not meant for everybody. But no. you have obviously exemplified how not only does it work for you, but also you work for it. <laughs> Thank you. But... You know, not everybody, even if they're like, I want that life, like yeah. not everybody could be you. You have a very special dynamic. Yeah. And one thing that I remember recently when I was on Jack's podcast, he and I were yeah. saying some very nice things about I you. I saw that. Thank and you for that. Jack said I would be, you know, we were just talking about how you were just such a great cheerleader and yeah. so positive and just so wonderful. And Jack said, I could only hope that one day my girls grow up to be like Jojo Siwa. And I will say here right now, mark my words on my comfort food podcast that like I look at you now. I'm like, I'm 44. I'm like, my role model is Jojo oh, Siwa. Oh, seriously, stop, one stop, day stop. when I grow up, if I could be like Jojo. You are far beyond what I could ever no, imagine it's, it's, being. It's true because even though I'm sure there's going to be things that come at you in life when you're. 30 and 40 and 50 that, you know, can knock the wind out of you and be like, oh, maybe it's not so easy to be smiley and positive all yep. the time. But the amount of work that you've done on yourself yeah. and just what you've gone through in your life already yeah. is going to set you up so beautifully for any challenges Thank to you. come in the future. I feel like I'm like a 30 year old now. Like, I feel yeah. like when I was nine, I was 20. Yeah. And I feel like now that I'm 20, I'm 30. I feel like I'm just like, Meh. yeah, always a little. Yeah. Thank well, you, though. That meant a lot, what you just said. Thank you. Well, it's true. And I'm just, 
very excited to see all the amazing things you're going to do in your life because Thank you. you've already done so many. I'm just honored to know you. I was I gotcha. so thrilled that we got to have this incredible experience together and that we've become now what I hope will be lifelong friends Absolutely. as we have with so many of these other people Absolutely. on the show because it it's crazy. was a special bonding One experience. of those things that like only we know. I know. Only we know what we went through. Only we know what it smelled like. Only we know what the slivers in our butt cheeks feel like. Like, <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. This was so very special. Thank we you got for to eat me. your favorite uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Me. Oh my god, I loved it. It was so good. Well, thank you again. I love you so so much. I love you. Thank you, Jojo. Thank you for having me. Okay, so usually at the end of these episodes, I'll have a recipe to share based on the guest comfort food that we had during our chat. But today's a little different because I'm not sure how many of you are down to sit through an entire hour-long presentation of how to make a Thanksgiving dinner. That being said, if you're curious, let me direct you to one of my favorite cooks on the internet, the legendary Alison Roman. If you go to her YouTube or her website, alisonroman.com, you'll be able to find whatever you're looking for to make an amazing Thanksgiving dinner for you or your loved ones. Comfort Food is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Acast. Our executive producers are Fanny Baudry, Cassie Berman, Leah Sutherland, and yours truly, Kelly Rizzo. Our audio producer is Chiara Noni. Special thanks to Camila Goldenberg for production assistance. Our audio engineer and editor is Matthew Blocka. This podcast is hosted by me, Kelly Rizzo. Thanks for tuning in. We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.